Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of On the Road and Off the Crossbar Production, bringing you soccer talk from I-84, which is the only place we've recorded, I think. We didn't record on 205 or 405 or whatever we were on. Because you did 205, 5. 15. 15? Wow, look at this. We might record on the 15. 86. 86. So, uh, yeah, we're... Uh, we're back again on I-84. Just had a lovely little stop at Multnomah Falls, Trevor and I. Uh, really just beautiful land. Uh, you've got to love the Columbia River Gorge. If you haven't been, I would recommend you go. I only went for the first time like four weeks ago. Uh, really nice. Trevor, are you enjoying the drive? Yes, this is the... There are, what, two parts of this drive that are not bad? Um, this is one of them. Once we get out of this, then we get into Eastern Oregon, which sucks. And then we get into Idaho, which sucks. And then we get into Utah, which the Northern part of it sucks. But then you start getting into town back into Salt Lake and it's okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so Trevor and I have been talking a lot about roster decisions. We know that'll be coming soon. So we're going to get back to talking about that, do some analysis. And we'll be back shortly with, uh, I don't know who RSL will maybe decline options on uh, that sort of thing. And a shout out to Howie for maintaining a very good spreadsheet. Uh, occasional RSL soapbox contributor. Uh, just nice guy. So we shall return. Welcome back, dear listeners or listener, depending on how many people listen to this episode. Uh, so we've been going through the roster. Uh, we've made it through the goalkeepers, center backs and fullbacks. Figured we'd talk about that and then move on to the rest of the team. But in this same episode, unless, of course, it ends after that. And maybe then we decided to put it in a different episode. I don't know. You'll find out. We don't know yet. Uh, at any rate, uh, Trevor, this lineup or this roster is uh, in, in some ways quite good. In some ways uh, seems a little bad. What's I'm going to wait till you pass this automobile. Trevor says we're fine. And now I'm going to point the microphone directly at his face. Uh, Trevor, how do you feel about this roster, kind of in a general sense? Um, I still feel the same way that I think we felt at the beginning of the season. Um, it's not a great one. Um, I mean, up and down, this roster was kind of built with a lot of USL players. Um, that were brought in and a couple of really good signings um, at the beginning of the season. Then we had a couple good signings in the middle of the season. But at the end of the day, I think this team outperformed its roster considerably um, getting to the Western Conference final. Um, I think barely squeaking into the playoffs is kind of the level of this roster um, on the whole. So I don't think it's a good roster. I think there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. And I think this is the offseason that we're going to see a lot of changes to make this roster better. So there you go. There is Trevor's take. Uh, let's let's just move right into the goalkeepers here. So the first uh, set we've got, uh, we've got four players here. Uh, two we have definite decisions on, or three actually. Uh, so first up is Jeff Duznep, who we both agreed to keep. Um, we suspect he's on probably a, a two or three year deal uh, with one or two option years. He's uh, definitely been a hot prospect 
Uh, hasn't played, of course, for also like plenty of Monarchs minutes. Uh, so we know what he's about. And uh, it does appear he's, he's pretty good. Um, so certainly keep him. Uh, Zach McMath. We're going through this alphabetically, by the way. Uh, we've decided we might try the re-entry draft with him. We don't know exactly what his contract structure looks like. Uh, as with almost every player, uh, although MLS contracts are getting more transparent season by season, which is fantastic. Uh, Trevor's clapping over here. Um, so McMath, I suspect, could go through re-entry. I wouldn't be shocked to see him you know, retire and stay at the club. I wouldn't be shocked to see him stay at the club and play three more years. Uh, he's at kind of a, a hinge point in his career, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, David Ochoa, certainly keep. Uh, we're not sure what his contract situation is. Uh, I suspect he's on an option year. It's his third year uh, at with the team, uh, and we've, we haven't received any information about him having signed a new contract during that time. So uh, this would be a third year. So either like another option year uh, follows this or uh, maybe signs a new contract. Uh, he certainly deserves to stay at the club and to be paid uh, reasonably well for goalkeepers in MLS. Uh, I'd easily say top 25% of pay for goalkeepers in MLS. Ochoa fits pretty comfortably in that. Uh, he is not, of course, a finished prod product. But uh, And finally, the obvious one is Andrew Putna, uh, who the team should w be waiving at the end of the season. Uh, we will see what exactly that looks like if we hear anything at all. Uh, but certainly, the team does not want to keep him around. Uh, and it's hard to argue with that uh, after his incident with David Ochoa, which, of course, you can read about at RSL Soapbox if you haven't caught up on it. But at any rate, let's uh, move on to the defenders. Hopefully I remembered to cut my cough out there so you didn't have to hear me cough into the microphone. That's a reminder also for myself to do it. Uh, so at center back, we've got four players on the roster at center back. Uh, the first up is Tony Datkovich. We believe he's under contract without any controversy there. Uh, of course, I don't think he's going to stay. Rumors have put him as going back to FC Cartagena. Uh, and I think that seems most likely. Uh, yeah, I, I suspect we'll either sell him for a, a very small fee or uh, let him go for free. I wouldn't be shocked if we sold him for the same fee that we paid for him. Uh, it seems like the right thing. Uh, and he is not going to play for this team, apparently. So that is that is what it is. Uh, Justin Glad is under contract until 2024. Uh, excellent news, of course. Uh, and I think there's no controversy in saying keep our best center back, please. Uh, unless, of course, we sell it. But uh, I'll be honest, I, I want to keep him forever because I am selfish. And as much as people say, well, it'll help the team, uh, I'm more selfish than that, and I want to help the team by keeping a great player around. Uh, moving on, we've got Eric Holt, uh, who, uh, I don't know, he's under contract, or he, he signed his contract in 2019. We don't know if he signed a new one, uh, as with, uh, say, David Ochoa. Uh, I suspect not, uh, and he may have an option year here. He may not. Uh, I I personally would try the re-entry draft with him. Uh, Trevor, do you have any different take on that? No, I think um, if it is an option year, I think we don't pick it up. 
Um, see what happens there. Eric Holt is a fine player, but he's kind of a poor MLS backup, even by those standards. So, like, if we end up keeping him, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I don't think we should extend ourselves or try really very hard to keep him at the end of the day. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Marcelo Silva uh, signed a contract in 2020. I suspect we keep him. Uh, we will see, I guess, on that one. Um, yeah, it, he signed in 2020, so it's not likely that he'd have just a two-year contract with no option years. Um, and if he did, it, it maybe spells the end of his career or something. I don't know. Uh, and finally, I forgot to write down Zach Farnsworth. I uh, suspect he's under contract. Um, he's been injured all season. He signed this season. The club knew he wouldn't play. So certainly the intention would be to keep him uh, unless he has had a severe injury setback. But I, I don't think that's the case. Uh, moving on to fullback, we've got Andrew Brody signed in 2021. He's the first of the Monarchs 2021 signings we've come across. Uh, and I think Trevor and I agreed they're probably all on either like a one year plus two con two option years, like a two contract years, one option year, or potentially even like a two plus two. Uh, Brody, I think we keep without any trouble there. Uh, Brett Halsey, we haven't seen except for Real Monarchs. Uh, you know, he's a generation Adidas player. Uh, he does not count against the salary cap. Uh, so there is certainly some incentive to keep him if that GA deal uh, is still ongoing. If it is not, then uh, I suspect we'll just release him or or uh, waive him. Uh, Aaron Herrera, signed through 2023, it appears. Uh, no issue there. Keep Ashton Morgan. Uh, it's his second year. I suspect he's on a 2 plus 1 or a 2 plus 2. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we'll try the re-entry draft with him. If he stays, maybe we're fine with that. But, you know, uh, I don't think we need three left backs and having uh, a right back, a right back play left back for us. Doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Uh, Noah Powder. Signed in 2021, another... Oh, sorry, uh, we skipped Ashton Morgan. We'll get back to him. So Noah Powder, we will see there. Uh, of course, he had uh, he had a DUI charge, uh, and that does cast a bit of a cloud over him. Uh, he has plenty of potential, um, but we'll see if he fulfills that. And if he does fulfill that, if he fulfills it here, uh, certainly hope he is... Uh, you know, gets what he needs. Uh, Ashton Morgan. Uh, we did talk about Ashton Morgan. I. We, we have not talked about Donnie Toya. Thank you, Trevor. You're uh, again, 2019 signing. I suspect we try re-entry with him as well. This will be his third year. Uh, he's got to be on an option year. If it's a pretty safe option, I could see us maybe keeping it. Uh, but he, he hasn't played the back half of the season, really. Uh, and I don't think keeping, you know, any player in their vet, you know, veteran years uh, probably wants to be playing. Uh, and he showed for a long time that he was uh, a reasonable MLS starter. Not a great one, but a reasonable one. Uh, and I, I don't think we keep him past this season. So there you have it. There are the 
goalkeepers and defenders. Uh, we'll be back with midfielders and forwards and wingers. Uh, and I think we've got some more meaty decisions there to make. Uh, certainly because our roster is focused in that area. So uh, we'll be back. All right, everyone, we are back with a little more roster analysis. And hopefully you heard some nice music between then and you're feeling at peace because this is where it gets bloody. Uh, Not literally, just to be 100% clear about that. Uh, Yeah, don't don't take that the wrong way. All right, so first up, we've got Nick Beasler. Uh, This one's going to be a little controversial here among RSL fans who have decided they all hate him. Uh, Trevor, why don't you tell us what your decision would be? I I don't know. I feel like I'm the only RSL fan that doesn't hate Nick Beasler. Um, I just think for the price and for what we would ask of Nick Beasler, which honestly hopefully is not a lot. I don't think he's a starter. I think he's a good option off the bench. Um, I do hope we keep him. I think I don't remember. We might have talked about it already. I think he's pro- he might still be under contract. Um, what are the details? He signed an extension in 2020? Yeah, and I, I suspect he could have an option year coming, uh, which we'll see what that looks like. But, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Trevor? Yeah, I just think um, the defensive midfield going over it, I think that's our most obvious, like, real weak spot of the team. Um, between Everton, Pablo, and Nick, um, Nick's benefit is that even on a bad day for Nick Beasler, it's not that much different from his good days. And he's just consistent. And as a level of consistency, his ceiling isn't very high, and I get that. But the problem is when Everton has a good day he's one of the best defensive midfielders in the league when he has a bad day he's as he's worse than Beasler. when same with Pablo his ceiling isn't as high I think as Everton's um, but it's just the inconsistency and when you have the gap in talent between Everton and Pablo and Beasler, if they're if the top two are inconsistent or if they're having a bad day we're roasted in the midfield um So I do like the idea that Beasler gives us a little bit more consistency, even if it's not as good as a bench player. That's fine. I just really think that we need to get somebody ahead of him um, in the midfield. And we'll talk more about Everton later, but Everton and Pablo. But I think with Nick, he's either under contract, so it's a moot point, or it's an option year. And if it is an option year, I wouldn't be upset if we kept him. And I think the team probably likes him especially at his price yeah i'm with you trevor um price is the big one there you need depth in mls you need depth in any league you play in uh but cheap mls depth is important uh beasler is affordable uh he is a pretty smart player most of the time and uh, i do also appreciate his consistency so as long as we never see him as center back outside of like the worst circumstances, uh, you know, I think it's fine. And I do think uh, there's a there are a lot of negative feelings from RSL fans. I think it's worth trying to suss those out here. Uh, 
there's a couple things that I think play into that. First, we saw him played out of position at center back for too long. Uh, certainly, he is capable of playing at center back, but he is not a great center back. Uh, seeing him played ahead of Justin Glad uh, by Mike Pecky in the MLS Cup playoffs, uh, just one of the worst decisions a coach can make. It would be akin to starting your super sub in a match uh, after he came on and did magnificent things as a substitute and starting him the next match. I don't know. Just unfathomable, and I can't believe any coach would do that. But maybe I'm a little biased there uh, with some recency. Uh, The other thing I think, you know, Nick Beasler can look like he's uh, the contributing factor to losses. Uh, I think he's it's his performances are often a symptom rather than the cause of the loss. Uh, We look at Nick Beasler giving up the ball and it's not. I'll I'll put it this way. Uh, When a player gives up the ball, uh, you need players behind them to bail them out. And that's going to happen in MLS repeatedly. It's the league we play in. You, of course, hope they're not, you know, doing what Beasler did late in the season uh, with a a pretty weak back pass or pass back to a center back at least. Um, But we've had many players make those mistakes. And uh, I I don't think the cause was Beasler is bad. Uh, I think there were some other factors at play there. Uh, Next up, we've got Bodie Davis. Uh, suspect he's under contract uh, again, uh, like the other players who have signed for this year. Uh, Everton Louise, uh, we don't know exactly what his contract situation is like. He is the third highest paid player on the team, and uh, I think Trevor and I both agree that's not a great spot to be in. Trevor, what do you think? Um, it's like I said before, Everton is not the player you want to be your third highest paid player. He's not good enough to be your third highest paid player. And if that means that we just need to get better players to move him down that list, fine. Um, but I, I just think that he's on too much money to be as inconsistent as he's been over the last couple seasons. Um, so I know a lot of people love Everton. I love Everton. I think just when it comes to roster decisions a lot of it comes down to salary and i think his salary for what he gives the team is too high so it would be nice to know what his contract status is we could talk about a lot more intelligently um i think we suspect he's either on an option year or he's out of contract at the end of this season um if we pick up his option that would surprise me if it was an option year um because usually that means the salary goes up and I don't think he's really earned an increase in salary. I think he's a great case for somebody that we would uh, renegotiate a deal with um, and take a, instead of picking up his option, sign him to a longer deal at a lower price. And if the team is thinking of doing something like that with Everton, that's great. I think that'd be the best move. Um, Otherwise, if he's not going to take less money, I think we got to look elsewhere for a defensive midfielder. I don't think we can keep him at that price and his age. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for me, too. Uh, Price and age combined for what should be a top three player. Uh, He is not. Uh, He is sometimes a top 20 player, sometimes a top three player, though. Um, And we saw it twice in the playoffs. Uh, Of course, he got those yellow cards. Hard to blame him for that. Uh, Probably the right decisions on both. 
uh, but it, it was hard. Uh, Justin Portillo is now up next. No controversy in saying, let's put him through a re-entry. Uh, we suspect he's out of contract or on an option year. Uh, do not make him an offer. He isn't playing. I know he's cheap. Uh, but, but, yeah. Third person option, it's not working. Yeah, I'm with Trevor here. Uh, he's an option that is unnecessary. Uh, and then Paolo Ruiz signed through 2025. And we'll keep him, of course. Which, uh, hopefully, he continues to impress uh, and continues, more importantly, to improve. Moving up to attacking midfield, got two players here. You know them both quite well. We will have a longer episode with Kyle, of course, and maybe a special guest or two. I don't know. I'm talking off the cuff here. That's a problem. Uh, but we've got Demir Krylik and Albert Rusnak. Uh, Demir Krylik's situation is well known. He's signed through 2022 with an option for 2023. Uh, obviously, you keep Demir Krylik. You keep him until he retires or says, I am I am leaving you, uh, which I hope he never does. That would be very rude of him. Uh, the next one's Albert Rusnak, and we could talk about his impact on the team, whether we should re-sign him, you know, uh, but I think it's clear, like, we should re-sign him. We can talk about how do we fit Krylik and Rusnak together. Uh, the big issue, though, is that Krylik's a free agent uh, come end of December. Not a snack. Ooh. Thanks, Trevor. Uh, and we don't have an option to sign him right now. Uh, we need an owner to sign snack to a new contract, um, which, of course, is not the case with most players. But because he goes into that DP level, you can't use ta- he's too high to use Tam on. Uh, so we have no choice but to wait for an owner there. And uh, we'll see how fast that happens. Uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll move to the wings and the forwards. And again, more more decision-making to be done there. All right, we're back. We're going to talk uh, attacking players, out-and-out attacking players. So the first up, Michael Chang on the wing, uh, signed in 2019. I suspect we go re-entry draft with him. Uh, Chris Garcia. Trevor is a very strong keep here. He was signed in 2019. We don't know the length of contract he was signed to, uh, so we'll see what exactly that looks like. Uh, certainly, I don't think we'll put him through the re-entry draft. I, I suspect we'll make a bona fide offer. Uh, whether that's the offer that's accepted or what have you uh, is a different story, of course. Although, uh, no, he can't go through the re-entry draft. He is too young. I believe it's 22. So, uh, Chris Garcia will stay, I hope, uh, but certainly we won't see him go through uh, those roster mechanisms. Anderson Julio uh, was signed on loan from Atletico San Luis. We will see if we get a chance to keep him. Uh, Trevor, do you think we should keep Anderson Julio? Um, this is one where I really, again, wish we knew a lot more about the terms of the loan, um, what it would take to keep him, what it would take to sign him. Um, there's a real chance that... Um, Atletico San Luis would want a kind of sizable transfer fee. Um, and if that's the case, I don't think we're going to sign him. Um, there's a chance we might be able to just extend the loan for another season. Um, I think that would be awesome if we could keep him. But again, it just depends on 
the mechanisms around keeping him, what it would cost, what it would take. I think he's a fine player. I think he has a pretty defined role that uh, is very valuable to have on a team. Um, but is he worth spending a couple million dollars on for one or two more seasons? Maybe more? I, I don't know about that. Um, if it costs any kind of significant money to keep him, I don't think the club would. Um, but again, at the same time, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I think he performed admirably this season, um, did what he was asked to do, and I think he's a fine player. Uh, I just, overall, I think the forward and winger pool is the one that is likely going to see the most turnover. Um, and if Anderson Julio might be caught up in that, and if he is, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, again, due to the terms of the loan and, and all that stuff, so we'll see. Yep, uh, Johnny Menendez signed through twenty twenty four, so uh, su- suspect we keep him. Uh, I would like to keep him. I'd like to see him improve, uh, but he's only been in MLS for six months and. That's not long enough to get to judge a player who's never played in MLS, uh, who's reportedly very good. I look forward to seeing more of it. Although he did have like five assists this year, so uh, certainly better outlay than uh, the last two months of the season would have you think. Uh, and probably the, the one of the bigger victims of uh, the decision to move to the three-five-two. Uh, Justin Miram is up next. Uh, Signed through 2021. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, if we make him bona fide offer, then uh, we, he would be free of the re-entry draft. But I don't know that we will. Uh, certainly, he was. He had a big impact in the last two months of the year. Uh, after kind of a mixed mixed start to the season, I think it's fair to say. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we go through the re-entry draft with him at least stage one. Maybe he pulls out before stage two. That's usually a sign that player has signed a new deal. Uh, and here's the the biggest of them all. Uh, Jason Ramirez, our young designated player. Get gone. Go home. No, I'm not going to yell into the mic. Um, I don't want him. I don't think anybody wants him. I don't think there's any value there for him at all. If he's out of contract, let him walk. Don't even offer him a deal. He's pretty clearly shown he's not MLS level um, certainly not with this team anyway so if he's the one that like gets away and then turns out to be very good for another team that's fine he's done nothing for RSL get rid of him yeah I do feel for the kid um, but you can't make a roster decision based on feelings alone uh, certainly you need a player who looks like they know how to play soccer uh, it's, it's really a sad story for me Coming to the U.S. a month before COVID hit, uh, being on his own, uh, I would. I, I've said this before, but I would have loved to have seen, like, Freddy Juarez or an assistant coach really just say, "Hey, come live with me and the family, join our bubble." Uh, but I think those four months were probably the unraveling of uh, at least his American soccer career, uh, and I hope for his sake, not his professional career. Uh, but if it is, at least he was paid pretty well. So that's something. Um, finally, in on the wing, I meant to mention him in the fullbacks, but it's Tate Schmidt. Uh, signed in 2019 as part of that big uh, Monarchs push up 
Uh, I I bet we go re-entry with him. I don't think there's any reason to keep him around. I suspect he'll go to USL team, of course. Uh, maybe Phoenix Rising. Uh, but it'll be an interesting one. And finally, we've got our, our slate of forwards, uh, two of whom we already have decisions on uh, because they signed long contracts, uh, and one of whom does not. Uh, and that's Douglas Martinez, uh, signed in 2019 again with that Monarchs push. Uh, I bet we go re-entry draft with him. Uh, there's no reason to offer him a new contract. Absolutely no reason. Uh, and finally, Rubio Rubin and Bobby Wood. Uh, Rubin signed through 2024 or 2025, and Bobby Wood through 2023. Uh, Trevor, what do you think about Bobby Wood's contract, putting him at RSL for another two seasons? It, well, okay, so the length is not really what I'm mad about with Bobby Wood's contract. I think that he... I don't know. This season, obviously, it was really bad. Um, I don't think there's any disagreement or controversy in saying that. Um, he scored a couple of goals, but I, I don't think he brought almost anything of value to the team. Um, I'm sure he's capable of more than we saw, but with all of his fitness issues and his little nagging injuries, um, and then when we did see him on the field, it wasn't for very long. Uh, the length of the contract makes fine, makes sense, and is fine, I think, just because that's what you have to do to sign Bob a player of Bobby Woods, like, pedigree? Is that the right word? Past? History? Um, he could be very good. Um, my problem with the his contract is honestly just the price. He's on eight or $900,000 a year, almost a million dollars. He's our uh, probably our fourth or fifth highest paid player, and he has not shown to be worth that at all. Um, but he's under contract for several years. I don't think he's bad enough um, that the team is even considering buying him out or getting rid of him. I don't think it we're to that point. Um, I think we are just kind of stuck with him. Sounds really rude, um, but that's where we're at right now. Um, yeah, I, honestly, just the last couple of weeks have left a really sour taste in my mouth for Rubin and for Wood. Um, but if they're under contract, they're under contract. So hopefully praying hands uh we just get better from them next year yep i 100 percent agree uh well i think that kind of wraps up our discussion of the roster and where things stand uh we of course have the expansion draft coming up soon uh, and i'll be back in just a moment with some key dates and then we'll wrap up the episode So let's wrap up here. Uh, so we've got on December 12th, the club deadline to exercise options on players. That is in just over a week. Uh, ju that's exactly one week. Wow. Uh, MLS expansion draft on December 14th. So we'll be uh, putting together a, our list of protected players uh, over the next week. Uh, December 15th, free agency opens. Uh, and then the re-entry draft, or uh, end-of-year waivers, also on December 15th. And the re-entry draft on December 17th. That's stage one 
it's of course in st- two stages, and uh, you can um, sign players between that those stages. And then two days before Christmas is stage two of the re-entry process, which I'm sure players just love uh, having, you know, saying, oh, I've got to pick up and move in the next month, two days before Christmas. Well, thanks for joining us for On the Road and Off the Crossbar production. Uh, I tried to say that very seriously. That was like the third retake. I hope you heard that little buzz of, uh, you know, the road. It's just magical out here. It feels like we've exited the cool part of Oregon and we're now in the bad part of Oregon which you know uh, you gotta love it baby uh, so Trevor why don't you uh, give us any parting thoughts um, I don't know I think Matt went over some of the dates I think um, we can expect a lot of the really interesting roster stuff to come out very shortly from the team um it's always a lot of fun to speculate, but honestly, this is one of the most exciting parts of the season for me um, is just the first couple of days of the offseason. Um, we should, I'm expecting to get the option list from the team in the next couple of days. Um, we'll probably talk about that at that point. That's going to heavily influence our um, expansion picks, our safe picks. What are they called? Protected picks. Protected picks, yeah. That's going to influence our protected picks for that. Um, uh, and then we'll go through the stage one and two of the reentry, which is always just a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, once free agency opens, I think uh, we'll see a lot of movement there. I also wouldn't be too surprised. It's not really a big part of the offseason usually, uh, but I think there are some players on this team that we could see traded in that trade window. Um there's a lot of uh, opportunity to get allocation money for players and um, which is what you need when you're rebuilding the roster so I think there's the next week or two is going to be kind of exciting um, I think there's going to be a lot of changes that happen um, for this team in regards to the roster so really looking forward to it well there you have it uh, if you're still on the road returning from Portland safe travels If you've already made it home, uh, good for you. We will be home later today. So there you have it. Uh, Have a wonderful day, night, morning, middle of the night, or whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. Maybe over your lunch break tomorrow. I don't know. Goodbye. Goodbye.